Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast, where if you want it, review it. My name's DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, comic news, even some TV news as well. Today's the 92nd episode of the podcast, which is happening on January 9th, 2019. So the first section, as always, is thumbs up, thumbs down. It's where I get my thoughts on the world of stuff that happened in the past week. I give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs all the way in a circle. So... The first thing I have here is news about Luke Wilson being cast as the father character in the DC Universe's um, Stargirl movie, well, not movie, movies, TV show. So basically what happened in there is um, Pat D- Duggan is the creator of the the um, the Stripe Machine. So it's like a, a mech suit of sorts. He's going to create that, and he's going to be the... Basically, the father character or stepfather character of the Stargirl um, person that's going to be on the DC um, Universe movie or TV show. Keep on saying movie. It's the TV show. It's definitely a TV show. So, he's going to play that character there. It's kind of cool to see that they're actually going for big known actors and trying to put them in the roles that they should be in. So, seeing that he's going to be in this role is only a step up from what it should be. I know that uh, Lou Ferrigno Jr. is going to be playing um, Wildcat. And then other folks like Joe uh, McHale is going to play Starman and all this other good stuff. So it's great to see that they're going for great actors and picking them for the right roles. So for me, I give this one a thumbs up only because Luke Wilson is an amazing actor. And the fact that he they got him to play the, like the, the, the kind of Doughton father of sorts. And it'll be kind of cool to see exactly how he reacts to the star girl character. Cause it's like a, a bat, 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 like Batman, um, Robin kind of situation a, l- a little bit in some kind of way, shape or form. It's more or less the stars, the star spangled kid gives the power to star girl. I kind of like the same kind of thing, how it is. And stripe is like the sidekick person to star girl. So when you hear about star girl behind her, you always hear about the stripe character, which is going to be a, a cool mech um, suit itself. So it's kind of funny to see that happen there. But them two together, hopefully it spells greatness. I, I know the DC Universe has been doing great with their, their TV um, properties. And seeing that they casted Luke Wilson in this role only spells up for the whole thing in general. So for me, I give this one a thumbs up as well. The next thing I have here is the, the Golden Globes. So, the Golden Globes basically happened this past weekend, and the winners were announced. Um, it's kind of weird, kind of crazy. I'm going to spend quite a bit of time on this and go through each and every one of them and give my thoughts on whether it gets up or down for me. So, the first section here for the Golden Globes 2019 is the Best Motion Picture for Drama. So, in this category here, we have um, A Star is Born, If Bill Street Could Talk. Black Klansman, Black Panther, and the winner, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I probably wouldn't have done that. I'll be honest. When I think about this whole thing, it's kind of weird because even the movies that are in here, I wouldn't have considered them for drama. Like, Our Star is Born, I probably would have put that for musical, more or less. Because I felt that was on a musical standpoint rather than a drama. It felt more musical to me. Um, Black Panther as a drama, I guess, if you want to put him there, 
it just it's a weird kind of film vibe. It just they should have put different movies in this whole category. But seeing that Bohemian Rhapsody won, even though out these movies here, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it above any of the other movies there, to be honest. Um I thought Black Klansman would have won this and should have won this. And that's a, a, a sad thing to see. But I guess because, you know, folks really enjoyed the musical aspect of it. it just, for me, no. Um, I'd rather Black Klansman would have won that. It was the better movie out of all of them for that category itself. The next character here is Best Motion Picture for Musical or Comedy. And this one has Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, Vice, and the winner, Green Book. So, for this one, I've always felt weird when you do musical or comedy and put them together. Just because in the, in the gross of a year, you have enough comedy movies, enough musical movies to separate them and have them where they both have their own kind of um, fighting grounds to make it happen. So, when you make it where they're both head-to-head... Someone's gonna lose out, and someone's gonna lose out very, very clear and, and decisively. So for Green Book, I, out this whole list of movies, it's the very best movie out of all five of them. Just that I felt that to be put against like a a musical, this it's just not the right choice, and and against a comedy, this it's not the right choice. It should have been in its own little category rather than you know put it where. You have to put them both together. It's just, it's just a weird kind of vibe and feel for it. I'm not really happy with that one, but I know that the winner for that one was well deserved. E- even though I I really do think that they should separate that probably in the next couple of years or so. Next time here is um best performance by actress in a motion picture of drama. So you have um, Rosen Pike for A Private War, Melissa McCarthy for Can You he- Can You Ever Forgive Me, Nicole Kidman for Destroyer. Lady Gaga for um, A Star is Born. And the winner is Glenn Coase for The Wife. So I haven't seen The Wife. So I can't really tell if this should have been what it should have been. But knowing that Glenn Close is such an amazing actress, I-, I could give it to her. But I've never seen most of these movies. I only saw A Star is Born, actually, in this whole list for this um, best performance by actress um, in drama. So I'm not really sure. So for me, I can't really say yes or no. I do know that she's a great actress and potentially Destroyer with Nicole Kidman. I saw her transform, so maybe that one should have won. If I had a choice, I probably would have given it Nicole Kidman just because of her transformation from her normal roles to this actual role that she's in. She looks physically transformed and emotionally transformed as well, so... I would have gave it to Glenn Close. Not Glenn Close. I would have gave it to Nicole Kidman. But I'm perfectly fine with Glenn Close winning that um, category itself. Next category I have here is Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. So you have Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born, Will Defoe at Attorney's Gate, Lucas um, Hedges at Boy Erased, John David Washington and Black Klansman, and the winner is Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. So... And this list of people, I'm not fully sure. I think Black Hasman should have won again. It's because, you know, keep the same kind of um, energy, basically. When you go from best motion picture to the actual best actor, normally they're both hand in hand. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes a little off just because, you know, some movies could have, like, 
a great actor and a not great movie and vice versa when it comes down to it. For this one, Rami Malek wasn't horrible and he did transform quite a bit to actually get this role down packed. In fact, that he came in at the last moment when um, Sasha Baron Cohen couldn't do it anymore. Even more props to this young man, well, young man, middle-aged man, whatever you want to call him. But yeah, um, I'm okay with that one. I'm perfectly fine. I, I won't actually change that. Kind of. Won't change it. But yeah, next category is Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. So you have Emily Bunt for Mary Poppins Returns. You have Elsie Fisher for Eighth Grade. You have Sharice um, Theron for Thule. And um, Constance Wu for Crazy Rich Asians. And the winner is um, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite. Now, I've only watched a few of these movies. And I can't really give too much of my thought process on it just because I didn't see Tolly, which I've heard is very, very good and she transformed quite a bit. Um, Eighth Grade, I heard, was a great movie itself. I was supposed to go see it, but I didn't go see it in the movie theaters. I feel kind of bad for not seeing it, but it looks like it'll be a good movie as well. Emily Blunt and her role was fine. I probably would knock her off for the race, though, just because, it, again, musical and comedy together just makes no reason, no sense, or no rhyme. It just, it's just one of those things where I wouldn't have put them in there. For the favorite, I'm not sure if that's a, either should be fit in either one of those from what I remember seeing in trailers. I, I remember seeing the trailers. It fit more in like the drama kind of aspect. So it's kind of weird to see that the favorite's actually in this section here. Uh, this is not what it should have been. So the next section here is um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. So this one had John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie, Robert Redford for The Old Man and the Gun, Viggo Morgenson for Green Book, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns, and the winner, Christian Bell for Vice. For this one, I wasn't too harsh on this one, even though it... It wasn't a, a musical or comedy. It, just, it feels like the, the same vibe in the last section as well. It's just that this shouldn't have been there. It probably should have been like a drama kind of aspect. And this will happens when you put them two together. And even categories for movies kind of wrong. Because for me, I don't see Vice being either a musical or a comedy. Uh, I see it being more drama. So it should have been another category. If I really had to choose between all these folks here... It probably would have been Viggo Morgenson. He did well. Um, Lin-Manuel was amazing, too. Just that I think Viggo topped them off on that list just because he did amazing transformation in his Green Book movie. So that's for me. Next category here is Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture, which, okay, that's very blanketed. for all these different categories, now I just combine, we'll combine them all together just to make, you know, it work out for everyone. So, right here you have um, Rachel Wise for The Favorite, Emma Watson, Emma Watson, Emma Stone for The Favorite, there's two nominations, um, Claire Foy for First Man, Amy Adams for Vice, and the winner, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. So this one, um, it looks like it's a, a fine category for her to win this one. The other characters did well, but I feel that the only person I might have won is the Amy Adams character. But even then, I know Regina King killed it, and I think she got what she deserved, basically. Next section I here is Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. 
So you have um, Adam Driver for Black Handsman, um, Sam Rockwell for Vice, Robert uh, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, um, Timothy Shamalet for Beautiful Boy, funny if I see his name again, and then Mahershala Ali. Nah, couldn't say his name properly. But yes, he won that um, position right there. Um, supporting actor is weird. Now I gotta think about it. Why would they put him support in? It is a weird kind of film kind of vibe when you put him as um a supporting character and you make it where Vigo is the the main character, even though when I'm thinking about the movie, there was it's like half and half. I was still put Mahershala as the um lead performance in that movie, even though Vigo had quite a bit to do as well. It just, it just feels kind of weird. I kind of wish they flipped it around where um, Vigo is in supporting and Mahershala is in the, um, the main one just because I feel like he would have been a better fit for that role there. He did an amazing job. In the, they both did, basically. So keeping, keeping it all moving, you have Best Director of Motion Picture, um, Bradley Cooper as Star is Born, Peter Farley for Green Book, Spike Lee for Klansman, and um, Adam McKay for Vice. And the winner is Alfonso Coron. Or Coron. I probably said his name wrong. It's okay. For Roma. Um, I never watched Roma, so I'm not really sure. I watched all the other movies I listed in this whole thing. For this whole thing, I probably would have given the Bradley Cooper, to be honest. Um, Bradley Cooper definitely deserved it for it being his movie, first movie director debut. And for it to hit the ball of the park so quickly and cleanly, he probably should have won that. Um, it's unfortunate, but you know, that's how it is sometimes. Um, hopefully he gets the Oscar for it instead. Um, or probably get a nomination for it, most unlikely. But, you know, that's how it is sometimes when you go against these other folks in the Golden Globes. So next thing I have here is Best Screenplay for Motion Picture. Now you have, I'm actually going to say the titles of the the movie instead of actually people there. So you have Roma, The Favorite, um, If Bill She Could Talk, Vice, and the winner, Green Book. So Green Book's been winning quite a bit of these um, Golden Globes, which I think it should have. Um, it's a great movie. It should definitely win as much as possible because a lot of folks are raving about it. I actually saw it as a very, very good movie. It had me laugh. It had me, um, had me get emotional as well. So it's kind of cool to see that they're winning such amazing um awards for this movie next one i have here is best motion picture for animated movie which is um incredibles 2 isles of dogs um mira um ralph breaks the internet and the winner spider-man into the spider-verse which i this is perfect it's not supposed to be moved i think this is probably the best movie 2018 in my opinion um so seeing that it actually won the golden globe hopefully it wins the oscar as well just because it just was a great movie, and everyone should go see it. They really should. Now, next category here is Best Motion Picture for Foreign Language. Um, there's um, Caparium, I believe, Girl, Never Look Away, Shoplifters, and Roma. So, Roma win this one. Um, I have not watched any of these movies, so I, I don't really have much to say besides, all right, cool, um, that's fine. Um, best Original Score, Motion Picture, uh, the winner for this one is First Man. Uh, it beats out A Quiet Place, Out of Dogs, Black Panther, and Mary Poppins. Though, I'm surprised. Mary Poppins should have won that. It just, 
it had original songs and it carried through the whole movie and it seemed perfectly fine. Um, so I'm kind of confused on that one. Um, next category here is best original song, motion picture. So you have the winner is Shallow for A Star Is Born, which it should be deservedly. Um, All the stars for Black Panther was nominated. Also, Girl in the Movies for Dumplin', Brooklyn of a Private War for A Private War, and Revelation of Boys, Boy Erased. Um, Shallow definitely should have won this, and it did. I'm glad it did. It's an original song, and it definitely hit home. The, the song itself was massively done, and they both sang it pretty well. So I'm happy about that one. Next category here is um, Best Television Series for a Drama. So you have the winners, which is Americans, and it beat out Poise, Killing Eve, Homecoming, and Bodyguard. I've not watched any of these shows, to be honest. So um, congratulations to Americans. The next section here is um, Best TV Series for Musical and Comedy. Um, the the Kosminski Method, um, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Kid in the Good Place, and Barry. have not watched any of those TV shows as well. Um, the winner for that one is the Kosminski you know, Method. So uh, congratulations to them too. I uh, haven't watched them, unfortunately. There's not many TV shows I do watch, but I'm glad they did win. Um, the other ones are very, very long, and I'll be here forever. So I'm going to cut off very short. Um, so best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, limited or limited series or a motion picture made for television. The winner for that one is um, Patricia um, Clarkson for Sharp Objects. You also have best performance by an actor in a TV series, musical or comedy. Michael Douglas for a Kaminsky Method. Glad that he won that too. You also have best performance by an actress in a TV series, musical or comedy. That one's won by Rachel Brosnan. Brosnan? For the, um, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, and also, best performance by an actor in a TV series drama. That's Richard Madden for The Bodyguard. And not, last but not least, you have the best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television, which is Patricia Arquette, Escape from Dane Mora. So that's the only ones I'm going to cover right now. The, the winners are fine. I give some thumbs middle. A lot of series definitely should have been not where it was, but it definitely went to where it shouldn't have. But I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it for now. Um, I can't wait for the Oscars. This should be coming out in the next, like, like month and change. It should be February 24th, I believe. So it's like it's a little bit over a month right now. It's, it should be very, very cool. I might even watch it live and not just read the results afterwards. It all depends on how I feel. Uh, I know the whole thing with Kevin Hart kind of made everything kind of sucky with the whole thing, but it should be a enjoyable event nonetheless. So the next things I have here is the trailers that came out this past week. So the first trailer is Hotel Mumbai. So this one here, I gave it a thumbs up only because it felt like the movie with um with Owen Wilson that came out a couple years ago where he had a family and they basically was trying to survive and get out the whole um of the country well country little part part of area wherever they were they're trying to get out that area there it also had um Pierce Bronson as well so it's Bronson um so it's kind of cool to see that you know they did something very very similar but did like a little twist to it so it's it's kind of cool to see what came about from the whole trail itself 
it was a little fresh retake on it. And the fact is, um, Army Hammer plays a great role too. So I want to see exactly what comes about this whole thing. The first trailer wasn't bad. Hopefully when the second trailer comes out, it gives a little bit more of the story and you can find out why no one was able to stop these folks. Because it looks like these folks wasn't trained that much. And I know that there's like civil arrests, well, civil civil war kind of back in the Escape uh, movie. So the scene... What exactly happened in this one that makes everyone so angry be something I want to see in the future trails that come out for this whole thing. The next trail up here is Arctic, which reminds me of the movie Idris Elba and Kate Blant, um, Winslet. And I think it's called um, The Mountain Between Us, I believe. I think that's the movie that was very, very similar to this one. I think The Mountain Between Us, though, had it where Kate was able to talk to the guy and it was more interaction between them both. I think this one with Mads Mads Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen, that's I think that's how I say his name. Um, between him and the person you trying to protect, it's kind of cool to see that aspect. It's more or less he's by himself for the most part. There's not much that she's able to do because she's very, 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 very sick. So I kind of want to see exactly what happens if they survive and hopefully she like carries her weight sometime during this movie, because it'll suck if he just carries her the whole time. And she's like, Oh, thanks. And that's it. So, you know, I, I don't want to butt in the relationship between them both, but I do want to have it where there's like a role reversal somewhere in the middle of the movie where she has to now help him. Just because I don't want to make it where he's doing all this hard work to keep her alive and, you know, she might die, whatever have you. So hopefully, you know, something happens where you're actually shocked and amazed. But so far, the visuals look very, very good. And I kind of want to see what happens in the next trailer and where does it end up going, basically. Yeah, where does it end up going? That's basically what I want to see. So this one was a thumbs up as well. The last trailer I have here is The Secret Life of Pets 2. Now we have another character spot. Um, I know you folks might have seen the other ones. Hopefully you have. There's Snowball and all the other characters whatnot. So this one's actually a new character. Her, the character's name is Daisy. So this one is being played by Tiffany Haddish. So, so far, the animation's good for her. The voice actually fits quite well for her character. And she's there trying to idolize the snowball character which is kevin hart's um character so it's gonna be kind of funny and hilarious to see them both come back together after the whole night school um debacle kind of so i want to see exactly how they play off each other and how funny their interactions will be especially the fact that he's supposed to be a superhero um um, bunny rabbit of sorts and then she's supposed to be the like the fan crazed person that's like needs to be helping our other folks but she needs the help of the Snowball character. So it looks very, very cool. This one got me hyped. I want to see this movie now. Um, the trailers are doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. It gets you excited for what's going to happen. And you won't be disappointed. Hopefully you won't be disappointed when the movie comes out this summer. So that's it for Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down. The next section I have here, next section I have here is coming to theaters. And... As you know, every week there's at least a few movies that come out in the theaters, and I rank them from Interested to Our Past. So this week we actually have five movies. It's the the return of the movies, 
And I'm glad this happened because last week I only had one. I was kind of sad. So this week there's going to be a lot more movies in movie theaters. The first one being The Upside, which has Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. It looks pretty fun. It looks like something that would really um, entertain me. I know Nicole Kidman's in there as well. So it's going to be kind of cool to see exactly what happens with this whole thing. And Brian Cranston looks like he's going to be an amazing actor in this movie again. So I kind of see their interaction between them both just because Brian can be comedic and Kevin, of course, is comedic. I want to see his more dramatic roles in this whole thing. So this could be kind of fun seeing this whole movie transpire. The next movie I have here that's coming out this week is A Dog's Way Home. This movie, this movie, this movie. It looks boring. I'm not going to lie to you. It looks very, very boring. I, I feel that the trailer gave away a lot of the of the plot. I, I feel that anything that you want to know about the movie came out in the trailer and that it's going to be a waste of time. I'm not even going to lie. I give this one a hard pass just because the trailers, I felt that if you're a dog lover, this might be the movie for you. But otherwise, it might be trash. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it might be hot garbage trash and you might... F- you might want your money back. It felt like when the Holmes and Watson movie came out and it's like, ooh, you could tell this is going to be horrible. And you just can't just not watch, but at the same time, you know it's going to be a f- pile of garbage, basically. Now that's what you basically think about it. Um, the next movie I have here is Replicas. So this one is bittersweet because I gave this one a semi-pass. Uh, Keanu Reeves is the star of this movie. He's basically trying to save his family after they get killed in a car accident. So, I enjoy Keanu Reeves and all his movies that he's in. Unfortunately, this one looks like it's going to be very bad. And it looks like it's going to be like a waste of time. But at the same time, I want to see it just because of Keanu Reeves. And just to support him and all his ventures that he's doing. So, I'm still giving it a semi-pass. Even though... I think it's going to be horrible. I think it's going to be definitely better than A Dog's Way Home, but it's not going to be better than The Upside. I definitely know that for sure. And there's two other movies I'm going to talk about, which it'll probably be better than Norm of the North, which we can talk about now. That's the next movie that's coming out this week. Norm of the North Part 2, Keys of the Kingdom. So I didn't watch Part 1. Actually, hold on. Did I watch Part 1? I might have watched Part 1. I probably have watched Part 1. But I I do know that it's going to be hard garbage. It, hot garbage is coming out quite heavy this week. This movie looks horrible. I, I don't know. This one I give a hard pass just because at the same time with the whole Dog's Way Home, this just feels like everything's given in the trailer. It feels like it's going to be really, really horrible. I feel like I'm going to waste all my time and energy. I'm not going to get about two hours back after watching this whole thing. It just looks like it's going to be very, very bad. But I'm probably going to watch it anyway just because I watch movies. So I'm probably going to do that, but I know, I feel it's going to be a horrible, horrible movie. I, I wouldn't even try to pay for this. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't don't waste your time. And the last movie that's coming out this week is On the Basis of Sex. So this one, I'm actually interested in seeing it. This one is based on the true story of, um, which is Ross, no, what's her name again? She's a very famous person. I don't know her name off the top of my head. But it's based on true story. It looks like a cool um, story itself. And it felt like 
it will bring some kind of emotion to me. And I feel like it's something that we need right now just because there's a lot of things that are going wrong in the world today. And this feels like it's in the right place and the right time for it to come out. So for me, I give this one a semi-interested to see this whole thing. So um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, you can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is BringOnReviews.com, for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies. Therefore, you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write for reviews for this website, please email me at info at bringonthereviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media, on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Dwight Ant C. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your reviews next time.